Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy, as well as overall financial planning topics. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners. I'm Andy. Eric Susi. It's uh, Friday, January 21st, 2022. End of the year? The beginning of the year. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how you been? Okay, out of COVID protocol. COVID, good. Out of the cave. My wife had COVID, and uh, yeah, so I just came out of the uh, out of the cabin. Oh, I'm glad we missed you last month. So glad you're back on the. I gotta find my razor. Yeah. <laughs> and my, uh, I gotta go shopping. I gotta lose 20, 20, yeah. <laughs> 20 30 pounds. So with my I'm, health issues I'm too. Style, uh, I know. <laughs> that's all in progress it's process. So uh, to kind of clean up from. <laughs> The holidays. <laughs> Everything. I got a hat on because I didn't want my, the glare for my head. Oh, the glare. <laughs> I love it. Anything. Oh, so, yeah. It's good, so, man. What, how are you doing? Oh, hanging in there. It's been busy. You know, folks, a little bit of health issues with the folks. So dealing with some of that. But uh, never a dull moment and certainly not with the markets. But let's first, yeah. I guess, get into a little bit of the recovery tracker and what's going on with uh, the latest here. What are you seeing? Yeah, I think, you know, the economy is still opening up and growing, obviously. And, um, you know, there's some some speed bumps, I guess, mm-hmm. along the way. You know, the thing that I guess jumped out at me the most was the, uh, the staffing index. Mm. Yes. Right. So, right. Yeah. you know, which measures the kind of the temporary, temporary workers. workers. And, uh, you know, we had a good year in and then sort of curled. Right? Yep, yeah. Happened? Dropped down. Yeah. yeah it's a, you know, you know, pretty. Yeah. Um, Leading indicator. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, that, but you know, jo- you know, um, you know, we'll have to keep an eye retail sales, right? We're yeah. heading into earnings season. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, I hear you. So yeah, it's, uh, okay. there's a lot of good cautious, charts on cautious, there. Cautiously optimistic, I guess. Amen. It's exactly the word we're using all year long. So yeah. Yeah. Crazy times. Pretty much. I mean, we'll jump around a little bit here, but you know, if, First half of the year, I think it's going to be a little more challenging, right? Sure. And, uh, yep. you know, just sort of, hey, what's going on with the markets? Sandy and I, you know, we made changes, be as proactive as we can with rebalancing, um, use different yep. asset classes, alternatives, but also high quality, right? I think yeah. Right? Yeah. Dividend stocks, you know, right. high quality, you know, domestic, international, short up the bonds on the, yeah. uh, you know, high high quality corporate short durations. Right. Um yeah, still have some healthcare exposure, telecommunications, uh, infrastructure. So oh, yeah, yeah it was very well diversified. But yes. yeah, but still, right? Markets are crazy. Even yep. even a diversified portfolio is going to drop. Yeah. And um, he has dropped less. Yeah, uh, I mean, with the QQQs, uh, Nasdaq uh, down over twelve. Yeah, uh, Russell's down over fifteen. You know, sure. So um, yeah, I mean, you can't stop all losses. But the nice thing is a diversified portfolio, like I said last month, finally will outperform <laughs> the past two years. So this is our year. We're going to shine. So it's going to be challenging first half of the year. Those We talked quads, one, two, three, four. We're in a quad four right now. So last month I talked briefly, it could be a shallow quad one, which is good times, or a shallow quad four. So the first quarter, 2022, we're in a shallow quad four. This means things are slowing, rolling over. No recession. We don't see a recession this year. Mm-hmm. Real simple. It comes to this. Really what the Fed. So Fed Pal, <laughs> he's going to be driving the bus here. If he raises rates three, four, five plus times that they're talking about doing, 
we'll be in a recession. Okay, so you heard that first from me. I was there. Um, hopefully, he pause. He does not raise rates right away in March uh, once the Fed bond buying is done and all that. Mm-hmm. So if he does not raise rates and just taps the brakes and cools things down, let the markets absorb things. That's what the markets are anticipating, a rate hike yeah. into a slowing economy. That's why you have the redness today. <laughs> redness yeah. all pretty much all year. We tapped out the highs the first week of January. Since then, caved. So um, that's what's going on. So it's a shift in quad, shift in markets. The market's trying to adjust. So we got ahead of things as best we could, um, diversifying the portfolio. So if he does not raise rates, the markets could have reprieve and actually go back up. So, um, you know, active management, a lot of tactics will be going on these next, you know, let's call it four or five months. Sure. So we see a lot of more than normal activity uh, just f- because we have to pivot, make adjustments to what the Fed's doing. Yeah. So the market's kind of, a, the, mar- the stock market is ahead of that, some of that stuff. Correct. Right? So oh, it's, yeah. So it's at an, least three months ahead. <laughs> so, right, as things are down, because it's, it's anticipating that they're yeah, going yeah. to increase rates. So if the Fed comes in and says, hey, you know what? We're not. Things are slowing. Let's 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 Pause. yeah. Let's, have to let's be careful here. Right. And then the market's That's great. Kind of, the so we like Get a floor. Move up. You have over the next month, next four weeks. So we raise you know some cash, move things around. But you, you know you um, uh, sell into the the quarterly earnings. The fourth quarter earnings are being announced. They're not all that great. Yeah. So uh, getting into quarterly earnings. So. You know, 60%, and Andy and I, we spoke briefly about this over the of last year, 60% of S&P earnings cite negative impact of labor costs on Q4 earnings calls. This come from FactSet. So again, we talked about the wage increase, and folks, sure. you've seen our charts before on the wage increase. So once you increase from 12 to $15 or 12 to $18 an hour, you're not going to take that back. Yeah. So it's here. It's getting pushed on. You know, inflation, I know it's talked briefly about inflation. Inflation prints yep. 7%, highest in 40 years, basically. So 7% sure. CPI, consumer price index inflation. So that's the high point, highest almost 40 years, is what it is. We are peaking, like I said last month as well, peaking November, December, yeah. January. So not 18 19% nope. inflation. <laughs> not, not, uh, not like the Carter years. <laughs> but anyways, as far as inflation, <laughs> Um uh, so with that, uh, so parts of inflation are going to curl over. New car prices, used car prices are curling over. Other parts are still going to be elevated. So the overall inflation, instead of a 7 print for 2022, it might be a 5% print for inflation or possibly lower. Sure. We'll see. But the point is, it's not going to be uh, as high as one anticipates. Hence, hey, Fed, don't try to raise rates, hint, hint, because inflation's already peaking. Yeah. We'll see if they get it. Yeah. So, we use plenty of Argus research, Hedgeye, NDR research. So everyone's all over the place in forecasting S&P, this and that. So that's why we mentioned, you know, front half slower, back half better. Yeah. Also, you know, GOP in November term, get the House, Senate, boom, year-end rally, November, December. We anticipate that. Yeah. A lot of the uh, analysts are anticipating that as well. So just have to grin and bear it. Let us do our magic as far as uh, navigate the treacherous waters we're going through right now. And then uh, – you know, things should look better. Yeah. 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 It goes down to pal though. It really does. He needs to yeah. wake up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, you know, I guess the good, the, you know, you know, stock valuations were overstretched, right? Oh yeah. So the good thing we have, you know, what's one way to help that? Have a, you have a drop in the Have market. a drop. <laughs> so in some ways it's. Yep. And then speaking with that, so the VIX volatility index, so folks, you've seen this chart before, but average is about 18 on the VIX. That anticipates what the stock market's going to do over the next 30 days. Uh, so today on Friday, we're going to hit close to 28 on the VIX. 
So again, it's called the chop bucket. <laughs> so between 20 and 30 is a chop bucket and anything greater than 30 is not good. <laughs> so uh, we could hit over 30 and then you'll see even more volatility, which is a deeper quad four in Q2. Yeah. So hopefully we don't get down there, but we'll see. <laughs> you know, the markets are you know, telling us a story here. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. And the Fed 10-year, okay, so the 10-year note uh, you know, hit 1.91 earlier this week. It's already down to 1.73, 1.74. So, you know, people say rates are going to go higher, higher, not necessarily. So, uh, you know, we have the bond buffer there, um, the appropriate allocation and everything like that. So sure. Yep. Um, Get those brakes pumping. You got it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, interesting thing here. Um, just getting a couple little stats and facts. This comes from uh, Kiplinger's. As a February magazine, uh, personal finance, all that. So um, it's people are now reversing a shift and they're retiring earlier now um, than versus the Great Recession in 08, 09. So going back, to adults 55 plus, Q3 2019, it was 48.1%. So 48.1% of folks who are 55 and older, going back to Q, Q3 of 2019, are retired. Okay, they're retired. Uh, now, in Q3 2021, it went from 48.1% to 50.3%. Hmm. So, uh, you know, over 2%, you know, 2.2% yeah. higher. Uh, people are, you know, due to many things, you know, just COVID, you name it. Sure. Job, wages, just don't want to deal with all the uh, vax, not vax, corporate, you know, hybrid stuff, going to the office, not, and all what have you. So it's just interesting how, you know, House values have grown. Portfolio values have grown. People are feeling more comfortable about their net worth. So that's why people are retiring. But 55 and uh, older, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> sure. And then, so, it, go ahead. No, I was saying, I wonder how many people are just of that. It's, hey, I'm, gonna, I'm tired of what I'm doing. Right. I'm going to take some time. Yeah. And maybe may, go back in. Maybe go back in or do something completely different. Part-time. Do something. Yeah. yeah, less stress. You know, Amen. it's kind of like, hey, I'm good financially or I'm close. Yeah. I'll take a chance, maybe. Or. Well, good point, because we have seen our clients do that. I've had clients yeah. just pick up, leave, go to Carolina, lower taxes, along other things. But, uh, yeah, just different careers, what shop, yeah. you name it. How can I make this work? Right, right that's exactly right. And then we'll end here with a um, uh, to find a list of age-friendly employers. So employers who are age-friendly, who are looking for to hire older folks, go to this website. It's um, Institute dot agefriendly.org. So institute dot agefriendly.org is a great website. It's just the uh, top companies are looking for uh, older folks because mm -hmm. they're uh, focused on uh, more flexibility and things of that nature. Getting in maybe to um, the COLA uh, for Social oh, yeah. Security. Let's Security. talk about a little bit of that. A yeah. of there's, a big, there's a big raise, right? How much? <laughs> yeah, it's 5.9. <laughs> so 5.9 that we talked about earlier. Okay, folks, yeah, you're feeling walking a little taller, a little spring in your step. Okay, great. You got a little more money affected in January here uh, for your Social Security payment. Biggest increase in 40 years. Okay, lovely. Okay, goes back to inflation. But however, the Medicare premiums, this is coming from Investment News January. So I just want to read you a few little stats here, if you don't mind. So it's going to be offset. So the big increase, unfortunately, for Medicare premiums, uh, it will offset much of the income. So the standard Part B Medicare premium, which is annually uh, deducted, uh, automatically deducted, excuse me, from their Social Security benefit, had an increase of 14.5%. So 14.5 is your increase in Part B Medicare premiums 
again, you made 5.9, but part B is 14.5. <laughs> so that's for 2022. That's, so the amount that will be deducted is $170.10 per month. So it was 148.50 per month last year. Went from 148.50 to 170.10 this year. So it's automatically deducted from those who are on Social Security. Yeah. Um, you know, higher income earners obviously have the IRMA <clears throat> surcharges. You know, that's an extra $68 to $408.20 per month per person. So if you're in a higher income, you be aware of that. Also, <laughs> Medicare beneficiaries, you can choose to have your Part D prescription drug. Um, you know, charges as well, and you can have that automatically deducted if you want to or not. But the, again, they're subject to higher income IRMA surcharges too. But Part D drug premiums, that increase, that's an extra um, uh, Part D surcharges is an extra $12.40 to $77.90 per person per month as well. Um, and the national average Part D prescription drug plan is $41.69 per um, is the yeah. national average in 2022. <clears throat> so a lot of numbers I threw out there, but just know, so you had 5.9 COLA for Social Security benefit. Part B went up 14.5. Your premium is now 170, 10 cents per month. Part D um, uh, drug charges went up. The national plan is now 41.69. And then obviously you have the IRMA surcharges for higher incomes for Part D drugs and Part B as well. So just sort of be aware of... Uh, that minutia of what's going on. Sure. Yeah. It's good to know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, and then, um, anything else on, uh, uh, before I change over to the five twenty nines, anything yeah. else you want to talk on the markets or economy or. Yeah. No, I was just, you know, um, you know, reading this morning that, uh, you know, from, you know, Argus had, you know, they said that, uh, with, you know, anytime there's a year, there's a stock market, the S and P is up 20%. Mm-hmm. Plus, total year, the S&P has delivered a better-than-average 11.7 total return the following year. So we'll see. That'd be great if he's right. Yeah, yeah. So High single digits is what we're predicting, yeah. but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, you know, so if you're an investor, right, and you're looking out, you know, you look at the news, you you come home, you see the stock, well, the market's out again. It's been, you know, really since, like, you know, the beginning of the year or right. earlier than that, that, you know, things have kind of curled over and not been, have not been performing as well. Gosh, my count's down, you know. Six, yeah. seven, eight percent. Well, you know, it, it's easy to panic, right? It's right. easy to what's going on, but but really, the best advice for really any investor is be diversified, yep. understand what's going on. It's not the end of the world. Yep. You know, you just got to buckle in sometimes. Right. As we know, I mean, we all went through COVID, right. and we you know two thousand eight, and yeah, you know, the market does what it does, and uh, you just gotta you just got sometimes you just got to buckle in and say, right. look, it's we'll get through this. And to and, that fact, I mean, um, I saw something earlier today as well. Um, 52-week highs, companies that are hitting 52-week highs are Procter & Gamble, Hershey's. Okay. Um, Interesting. You're, you're, sta- you're stable. Yeah, consumer companies. stuff. Consumers, yeah. yeah. So that's, you know, versus a 52-week lows, i.e. Disney. Disney's at a 52-week low today. So the stuff that's volatile, i.e. the meme stock, yeah, stuff tech. that was great in 2020, stuff that— Peloton. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Wait, well, yeah. you have a you buy a Peloton? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I need one, but but uh, no, yeah, the stuff that you know worked in t- for the last two years is won't work this year. So it's high quality dividends, cash producing companies, not all this you know, yeah fake artificially propped up stuff. And then going back to the hey folks, to remind you of that chart, remember the five percent pullbacks? Yeah, okay? that's right. Yep. So five percent pullbacks, we had one last year. <laughs> Average is four point <clears> six. 
So, and we said last December, we're going to have north of five. So that was our prediction. We're going to have north of five, 5% pullbacks this year. So, um, you know, it is what it is. A correction is more than 10%. So parts of the indexes have already corrected. Yeah, the S&P has not hit a correction. Yep. They're down 6% or so, whatever. But, you know, four, four, four or more so percent, and you're in a correction mode for the S&P. It can happen, especially sure. if Fed raises rates. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so um, just it's not fun. Know that it happens. A correction once a year is average. It sure. happens. We haven't had that in over 18 months. Yeah. Pullback of 5% happens over four times, almost five times a year. We had one last year, 12 the year before. So we're going to be due. So just strap in. We got models, portfolios uh, made accordingly. So uh, yep. we too, this will pass. But, um, you know, we're on it. We're on our calls and research centers. We're all over it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Transitioning maybe into this 529. So just excuse me here just to show you, um, <laughs> you know, articles 529. So, um, you know, we use this for kids, clients, all that good stuff. But uh, it's really, you know, a quarterly newsletter. I'm just going to extract and give some highlights because it really is. So 529, so it's for kids, for college? College, yep. Okay. Private, yeah. Even you can use it for, you know, any anything. Now, you can pull money out, 10000 a year, K through 8, okay. high schools, college, primarily for college, but now you can use it for pretty much anything. That's okay. qualified expense. Dance classes? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go, let me go down that. You're killing me. <laughs> so just a few things um, on the newsletter that I just held out and extract. So there's an annual gift exclusion. Remember, 16000 It went up from 15000 so grandparents would have, you can gift money per person, per kid, $16,000 a year. Um, no tax to you, the gifter, or the giftee, the receiver. So that's great uh, to use. Um, the uh, per account limit in Ohio 529 plan is now $517,000. $517, you can shove away. Mm -hmm. Not that you will, but you can put that much into it. It was four sixty-two. So nice big increase there. Yeah. Because what goes higher? College costs. Yeah, really. Unfortunately. Um, annual fees for the Ohio investment option 520 plan was reduced by one full basis point. Hmm. So they lowered the fees. That was as of August, uh, excuse me, October 1st, 2021, due to the plan hitting certain AUM thresholds. So um, a census college savings is the record keeper for them. Um, they reduced their admin fee and then overall maternal cost fees for funds. So reduced a total of one full basis point, which is great. As of 9 30, 2021, the Ohio 520 program, they oversee about $15.93 billion. So obviously hit a $15 billion mark. That's why you get a little lower fee. So the more they make, you get <laughs> sure. lower fees at called breakpoints, things of that nature. Yeah, um, there's great. over 670,780 college savings accounts that are open, 670, 780 it's college savings accounts. And uh, I have two of them. So I'm part of that. Yeah. Nanny's and his clients, our clients use them as well. Um, plenty of accolades from Morningstar, Forbes Advisors, CNBC, what have you. But just some stats real fast. So the plan, the Ohio 529 plan, is ranked number one in the nation for the best investment performance in the three-year category average. Yeah. Over the past three years. OH. Ohio. <laughs> so uh, that's awesome. Number one. And then number fifth in the nation for best performance investment class in the nation for the five-year average. And second in the nation for the best average over 10 years. Hello, yeah, drop great. the mic. <laughs> so best first, fifth, second, over the third, fifth, and 10-year national averages and for performance-wise. Yep. And there's a new app. I had to just, I've been waiting. I was going to talk about last 
episode, but I didn't. I wanted to wait for it's up and running, get the kinks out. I tried it. It's awesome. So it's a ready save 529 app. So those clients of ours who do have the 529 program, get on the app. It's a ready save. Type in ready save 529 app. And then it has a nice overview. You can see your accounts. You can add money to it. Uh, you can invite friendly and fa- families to you gift. Your gift is great. I did a test with my brother, so thanks, Mark. <laughs> my daughters will enjoy that. But um, you know, it's just an easy way. You send an email. You set up your username, password to your gift account. Uh, you can contribute as little as $25 up to whatever you want, and it goes right into the child's account directly. You know, birthdays, holidays, yeah. uh, graduation gift, instead of toys and junk, you know, that <laughs> come and go. So it's a great way to do that for your family, loved ones, what have you. So That's get great. on that app. Uh, plan's great. Um, again, you can use it K through 8, K through high school. Um, you can use it for colleges, any accredited colleges. For the, um, the factor, it's only 5.6% used against the college funding factor. So if it's held in the client's name, beneficiary is the children, the mm-hmm. child, only 5.6 roughly is the percentage used against any, you know, funding formula yeah. for college FAFSA. grants, FAFSA and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have, um, so if I have a grandchild and, the, and they have an Ohio 529 and it's already set up through their, their parents, I can contribute. Mm-hmm. And I get, if I, if I contribute in Ohio, I do get a state tax credit. Yes. If right? you're the, but you don't have to, right? So if you're yeah. if you have kids that live out of state and they have five twenty nines through their state, you can still contribute mm-hmm. to those plans. Yeah. You just don't get the state tax. Credit. Correct. You just don't get the state because Ohio try they try to incentivize. Incentivize. Right? Good point. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Or if true. you have kid, if there's multiple kids, right? Yeah. One kid gets a scholarship, doesn't need it. You can transfer the his account over to the other one. Right. Yeah, you can and always change beneficiaries anytime. Change beneficiaries, use it for grad school, yes. law school, anything, med school, med school, computers, books, room and board, trade school, two-year degrees. So college is not for everyone. So Andy and I are big believers. You know, it's over. <laughs> unless you're a doctor, lawyer, yeah. need it. No, you don't need necessarily a four-year degree. <laughs> so there's plenty of money to be out there in a trade school and other other things that are out there. So yeah, you can always very flexible. Um, and you brought up a good point, you know, for the state tax, it's $4,000. So nothing huge, but the point is $4,000 per beneficiary per account holder. So, yeah. you know, I have two kids, that's four and four, $8,000 top line deduction. Boom. Uh, yeah. So, so sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah that's good. It's so, a good plan. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to hit on that. Um, Tips of the month. Want to hit on a couple of things? So, uh, okay. One would be uh, <laughs> the student loans. Talking about colleges. So, what, what's coming back? In, student uh, loan payments on May first. All right. So, folks, you hear the big cha-ching. Cha-ching. The vacuum. <laughs> okay. So, the savings was <laughs> was great during COVID because you know everyone got plenty of savings. The savings rate up to thirty percent. Now it's down below six national average. So, people have spent their money. Retail sales are slow and things of that nature. But student loan, hey, in addition, it's going to kick back in. So as of now, again, they keep on pushing back the bucket, the start date, what have you. But it's May 1st. There's nearly 43 million people have federal student loans totaling $1.59 trillion. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's about the size of Yale's endowment fund. Amen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. Certain some of these endowment funds for these colleges is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, with national balance average is thirty seven thousand, so approximately thirty seven thousand dollars is a national average balance for student loan for these forty three million folks who do have federal student loans. And this is all according to the Education Data Initiative. That's where it's coming from. Also through Investment News as well. 
Um, so we just want to point that out. So since we're hitting all the college stuff, yeah. to get that point out there. Um, let's yep. see. Uh, Bengals, they going to pull it off, you think? Hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. They look pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know anything about Tennessee. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. No, it's going to be challenging. But uh, <laughs> hopefully it's a good game. Got to root for the quarterback, though, from uh, Athens. So yeah, Joe, absolutely. Uh, he's a good guy. But uh, – um, I know we covered a lot, not quite as many visuals this time around. Just the market's going to be volatile. We hit on that. Yeah. Uh, we have a game plan in action. Comes down to the Fed, real simple. If he raises rates, see more red. If he doesn't raise rates, there's your floor. Markets will go off. So we'll be actively managing things and uh, making our adjustments accordingly. Um, we appreciate you all. Stay yes. healthy, right? That's the key. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, another, what, month or two of uh, this Stuff, get through uh, springtime, can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Get back out there. Get exactly. you on the links. You and I, I yeah. did I play it all last year? I don't think I did. I don't, I don't think so. I hope <laughs> I get out next year, maybe one time. We got to go golfing more. <laughs> it's one thing. Crazy. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks right. for everything. Call great... us. Reach out to us if you need us. Thanks, everybody. Take care. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com. By other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at 614-929-2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer, Nathan, as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA True North Wealth Partners. Investing involves substantial risk. True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The economic forecast set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. No reader should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence.